Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hello, Mr. Radio. Oh, I'm the Fridays. I'm with um, Emily Dean. <laughs> and Alan the Cockerel Cochran. It's genuinely ages since you've used any of those. Well, I was reprimanded, if you recall, last week. Yes, you were. For dropping your nickname. Not by me, but by um, one of the listeners. One of the listeners, yeah. And uh, I never officially dropped it. It just just passed me by. Simple as that. I'm seeing it as being like a version of your mood hoodie, and this is you in a sort of giddy... I just don't want it to be some Paul Ince governor type thing where we're trying to make it (laughs) stick. No, no, we didn't invent it, remember. It was sent in and... uh, once yes, the listeners indeed. have spoken. By the way, speaking of uh, texting in, you can text <laughs> us on 8.12.15. Or you can follow us on that which they call Twitter, at Frank on Absolutes. And relax. <laughs> Lovely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, do I look any different? Oh, my God, he's had work. No, um, I haven't had work. And we didn't notice. Imagine if Frank had work. He the came worst in work to get <laughs> I'd love to come in with an elaborate face. <laughs> or a real, full, complete, different, you know, witness protection programme job. Oh, that'd be good. So you, the voice, you could pick up on the voice on the clouds, but the face was completely different. That'd be, you could do it on radio. That's one of the joys of radio. Yeah. You can remain... Um, in your show, reg- regular show slot, whilst taking part in the witness protection program, mm. <laughs> you can many. stay anonymous, and many do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there'll be lots of people at Radio One doing exactly that. So, oh, um, <laughs> oh god! So um, I had, um, I had that, I had that, which uh, I believe is known as um, root canal oh. work. Oh, Frank! Well, people say that's, that that's got to hurt. Yeah, people say that. Whoa. It's a big end. That's what I like about it, because it's, yeah. it's got a bit of notoriety. I, that's all I've got in the Root Canal conversation yeah, is, but it's ooh, good, I've heard that. Have you ooh. had it, Al? No, never, but I've heard that I've it's had a, it. ooh. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going uh, I'm gonna blow the gaff on Root Canal. It's not oh. as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, really? It's fine. It's all right. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. Was the tooth pain before the Root Canal bigger than the root canal pain is that what you're saying there was no pain i just thought you were in agony when you were talking i just i'm just got a a venice theme running down the left hand side of my head like when american kids got braces just because they were cool like that you thought i'll have a go at that in my terrible this terrible ponying illness i I thought well great a little little gondola on top well there was i read about a bloke did i tell you this a bloke who, who had an operation on his brain and they must have tickled his, uh, his ponding area. Oh, yeah. And when he woke up, he couldn't stop. He did about eight ponds, one after the other, all about surgery, scalpels. Brilliant. Masks. Brilliant. I yeah. bet the novelty wore off, but at first, when he and came round, was thought... William Shakespeare. <laughs> Frank. Too fine, it was. Were you, <laughs> were you on um, heavy medication, I'm assuming, at this stage? Um, well, I only had the one big needle. Oh, okay. It wasn't, you know, it was fine. There was some, um, there was some smoke. You know when you're being drilled? Oh, oh. In the room. <laughs> you know when you're being drilled and it starts to actually physically <laughs> smoke? You could see it. Oh. I was so calm about it. Looking back, I was sitting there, my tooth was on fire. I've said tooth, <laughs> by the way. Well done. It was on fire. I could smell it. 
Because it's because it's uh, your mouth is. I don't know if you ever noticed this. The mouth's quite close to the nose. Yeah, mm. yeah. So the smoke, you know, was um, <laughs> I could smell it. <laughs> Luckily, the uh, the dentist was a, a Native American, and he right. was he was able to <laughs> manipulate the uh, plume of smoke to call me a car at the end of the uh, <laughs> the end of the thing. No, so it was um, it was fine. Anyone who's got root canal coming up, it's lovely. <laughs> mm. I'd really recommend it. And I'll tell you something, the worst thing about the dentist for me is not is not the drilling and all that. Mm. It's um The conversation I hate. No, it's it's the water in the mouth that you're not supposed to swallow. Oh I love oh. the pink water with the pill in it. No, I, I like the I like the would you like to rinse out now? Oh water. I love it. That's brilliant. I'd like a, a bottle of that ever at my side <laughs> for rinsing out. I wish out you purposes. could order that in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> Can with, I have the pink water, please? Yeah. With and, you know that, pill? and you know that ice bucket you have on the stand? <laughs> Could you put that at the side of it, but empty, just for spitting? <laughs> It'd be great as a palate cleanser. But now I'm on about the, the, when they had to shoot water in to stop your mouth catching fire, and then you, you, I always want to swallow, you know, that mm-hmm. thing. But with, the, with this work I had, they, they had a little rubber sheet with a hole in it, and they stretched it, so it was just, just the tooth was in the hole, sticking out. What? Yeah. So you know when like a little circus, big top. It was like when when the chimney sweeps used to come when I was a kid, (laughs) and they cover the whole house except for one hole where the chimney is. It was like that. Wow, what happened to those characters? (laughs) No one gets that dirty at work anymore. (laughs) Proper, they were proper, absolutely black face, black hands, black clothes. They'd come to the door like that. They started work like that (laughs) dirty. (laughs) No one now. Everyone's got jobs. Oh, I'm a consumer platform <laughs> operator. Rubbish! Where's the sweeps of yesteryear? Sooty, 2008. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, what I think is, I was in the chair for two hours at the dentist, and mm. I think... You should, there should be some sort of in-flight entertainment. Mm. Right. It's quite... Well, didn't you have any? Well, no. Well, my dentist always gives me sex in the city box. They're God, all sorts. I'm, I wonder where that was going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell you what, it doesn't... You yes. know, there's, there's a screen in there. There's a screen. No. Yes. What, can you, you see can keep it? What saying about no, the big I'm going to keep saying yes. <laughs> it happened. The, but the big light's in the way, isn't it? Well, it depends what procedures you're having. <laughs> The I don't know where to look. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, if I'd thought, I would have gone for my audio. Mm. Oh, you could but, have taken a Dracula or... Yeah, exactly. Maybe but, that's uh, finished now, isn't it? But, oh, that's long gone. I'm on, um, I'm on the unabridged um, Boswell's Life of Johnson. Mm. That's a few hours. <laughs> I listened to the talking book you gave me the other day, The um, War of the Worlds. How was it? It was great. Really bit, bit frightening? Yeah, a bit frightening. Well, that's what you want from but, War of the Worlds. But I knew that it was going to be frightening, so it was frightening in a good way. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. 50 years later. <laughs> well, I can. Um, I went to my accountants yesterday. A bit frightening? How was that? <laughs> no, it was all right. Um, I walked past Don't the... Don't talk uh, about that. I walked past the Jimmy Carr shrine <laughs> in the corner. Now, the, in the waiting room there, you know, you go in the waiting, waiting room and the accountant. Oh, I know yeah. what you mean. You know, when you go in the waiting room anywhere, you might get, you know, Reader's Digest or something yeah. like that. Uh, uh, and that geo. There's, a, there's an iPad mm-hmm. in my accountants. Uh, you can, uh, you can, with games, games loaded. No way. Yeah. So I. Who's had, paying for that? 
Wow, I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking the calibre of people that are coming in there are obviously trustable because he's leaving iPads lying about. Well, no one's p- popping it into their uh, tote bag. Yeah, or I hadn't thought of that. Man bag. But there was a, the receptionist is keeping an eye on things. Nothing's, oh, nothing's going crazy. <laughs> so I had ten minutes with Angry Bird before I went into <laughs> yeah. Angry Bird, like yeah. he's a friend of yours. Yeah. No, I'm, what happens is I Skyped Kath. That's what I meant. <laughs> No, I had, I'd never played Angry Bird before, and it was uh, it was great. So, I mean, that's what people need to have. They need the days are gone when people just sit and stare into space. You need mm-hmm. entertainment. So, the next time I have dental work, I'm going to say, "Do you mind if I listen to my audio book?" I think that's a good idea. Yeah, mm, or Sex in the City box set, lovely. Don't fancy that much. That's I'll give you else. my dentist number. No, I will give you my dentist number. I walked. Uh, I, I went walking the other day and uh, through London. It was it was belting down the rain, mm. and I had I had me uh, me cagoule hood up, and I was listening to Boswell's Life of Johnson, mm-hmm. and it was extraordinary one, sight. One of the coziest, <laughs> you know, when you get the hood right over, it's like oh. being in a little cave. <laughs> Loved it. Everybody needs cave time. Sometimes Speak it's in for the yourself. Car. Yeah. Don't you even get it in the toilet? Sometimes oh, you get in the time. toilet and you think, oh, lovely and cosy on <laughs> my own. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your talking book that you were taking in the I toilet. I don't think talking book. Maybe I you should take you a mean. talking book. That to time the is precious, Frank, in the toilet. I agree. Yeah. Love that time. Never get that time back. Especially when you've got a child. Oh, I'll go and spend <laughs> two or three hours in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. Oh. No, everyone's got their own little caves, so you know, my little places. I see you that. Know, you need that. I see putting the extractor fan on as like lighting a, a little log fire as well, just for a bit of atmos. Well, I had uh, root canal surgery this week, so I'm not an extractor fan at the moment. Oh, very good. lovely. <sighs> I'm feeling good. We've very had, good. We've had news from the outside world. Good. Lee. On 8, 12, 15. I believe so. Lee says... Um, Eamon Holmes yesterday advised on his daytime show that Daniel Craig had taken his PA slash secretary. I think he used the word stolen. And, of course, Daniel Craig, as, as re- regular listeners will know, had my cleaner. Oh. Well, he's building his staff the way Man United <laughs> used to build their youth team. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be a, that'll be libelous, probably. No, I think they owned them. I think they got caught. Think why, yeah. is it, why are they going to Daniel Craig and leaving you in Yeah, England? exactly. Well, he's the man of the moment, isn't he, oh, Daniel yeah. Craig? And they know he's away a lot, so life's easier. <laughs> Whereas I'm just hanging around. <laughs> Still, I'm in the toilet five hours a day. I don't know what they've got to worry about. <laughs> he's, he needs to be stopped, though. He's a poacher. He will He will kill again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's got the licence. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, um, just oh, a- don't frank me. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> good heavens. Angry bird. Um, Nugget, who's one of my regulars, mm. um, he's actually tweeted us to say, Morning, Mr. Radio. It's taken off, Frank. Yeah. Um, our dentist also has a screen to show films or calming images, mainly oh, for kids. I'm missing out. Mm. I don't. I don't. You for one second think I'm going in HS, <laughs> <laughs> but I get nothing. I'm DFS, just looking, you I'm, go. I'm just staring into the light. Oh. I go DFS for a better choice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very seventies not to have a screen. Um, and then mm-hmm. Marie says, also I agree. Root canal treatment, no big deal. Thank you, Marie. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's, it's all been bogus, the whole thing. People um, talk about it like it's doing extreme sports. Yeah, and, and Al has, has uh, emailed in saying, uh, I had root canal last week and it was so relaxing that I fell asleep in the chair while the dentist was drilling my smoking tooth. Smoking <laughs> tooth? <laughs> then I went for a... Smoking tooth is like... It should be a new phrase. You know, like it's smoking gun is a phrase. It's what Tony Blair was looking for. <laughs> he found a smoking tooth. <laughs> yeah, Saddam had he a smoking fe- Yeah, tooth. I was very, very relaxed. I was he, bored. That's he what. says that he went for a drink afterwards and spilled it all down his numbed face. Yeah, I well, quite that, like that. If I've had tooth... Uh, I sometimes... I once had a shave after having an injection when mm. I was getting some dental work. Weird. That's a dangerous business. High risk. You but I'm a thrill a, seeker. You could have got an inch and a half deep into I'm that. i a thrill seeker. Didn't yeah, I was on a bus once and everyone was staring at me and I thought I was because my face is all out of shape. But when I got home, a, a long trail of mucus was from my nostril right to the very tip of my chin. <laughs> yeah, I look like a, 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 a very... I look like half of a blown glass version of Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (sighs) Frank? Yes! Never mind all this. Can we please discuss one of my favourites, P. Midi? Ah, yes, Pippa. Pippa Middleton. Ah, Pippa. It can't have escaped your notice that um, she's wrote in a book. I'll say she has. What? Celebrate? She's wrote in a book. That's what James Harris said once when he was interviewed. He said, I've wrote in a book. Um, <laughs> yeah, she has written a book, and I don't know if you've seen much of Celebrate. I I know what it's about. It's about partying, isn't it? Well, I, I was mm. going to write a similar book in the 90s, but the content was different. It was called <laughs> Celebrate. It would have been a tragic... She tells you... <laughs> vile book. <laughs> it would have been vile. vile. <laughs> that was one of the reviews. Um, <laughs> she tells you how to make a cup of tea. Well, I hope that it's bought <laughs> by lots of people in the south of England. <laughs> Uh-huh. Where in it is room. a rare skill. In this room. Yeah, oh. exactly. None, um, of, none of the skills. And, and, and can I say anyone who's thinking of moving down? There's no dry stone wall in, in London that I've seen at all. Yeah. I thought it'd be all along the motorway. <laughs> is it you that thought that London was pedestrianised when you first came? <laughs> yes, he drove to Collindale and parked his car. Am I right? Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember who that was <laughs> the other day. I thought paved with gold. They're not going to let people drive on that. <laughs> He drove to the one of the ends of the tube. It line, was Collindale. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. How, and then I thought that was as close, as far in as you could get. Well, was, you know, I didn't know any better. Oh, I love it! It's I've got so a, I've got a, a CD dry stone wall uh, separating my lounge. All right. Yeah. And the case is, it's beautiful. You could you could run at it. You won't give. Carry on. So she also tells you how to play conkers. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. a very long chapter, I don't think. No. <laughs> um, she says put nail varnish on it. She says we did oh, that. Really? It was that cheating. Like it was a cheating, bit naughty. Yeah. There's lots of. I understand. There's lots of. We did this when we were kids. You know. Yeah. And every time the people read the we, they think, oh, it's a reference um, to Kate. The the Conker's advice is good for people these days if they're on a shoestring budget. <laughs> oh well, if you're Some also on a shoestring stuff. budget, how about caviar laced scrambled having, eggs? I'm having such a good time this morning. Can I say that? <laughs> Why? Because it's been puns. It's like being at the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I like Pippa Middleton. Me too. Yes, I'm do. glad you've said that. And she's got. I, I, have I mentioned before the sad face, happy face thing with yes, her? Yes, you have. But the, please the, do. The, the bottom half of her face is lovely, smiling. It generates a, a sense of. 
joy de vivre. Mm-hmm. Whereas her eyes have, have a terrible sadness that she's lived through many bleak experiences. If you've got the two, say if you've got metal versions of mm. the, the tragedy mask and the comedy mask and did a second-hand car salesman bit and welded, welded two halves together because they'd been shunt, You I would have, Kipper Middleton. If you <laughs> cut and shunted... Um, Oh, God. So I think we got through it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely ill. Yeah. Um, that's what she's got. The sad up. If she um, if she took to wearing a yashmak in public, people would think, oh, she's very unhappy, mm-hmm. very sad person. Mm. If she went around blindfolded, they'll think she's full of life. They're strange. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We was talking... About uh, Pippa Middleton. Pippa Middleton, yeah. We were. So uh, you're both fans, aren't you? I'm glad to hear that, Frank. I'd say she's my favourite royal. She's my favourite. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm doing she's this not. to slightly annoy yeah. people who get annoyed in this way. But she's, yeah, she's, she's my favourite def- child of party planners. Definitely <laughs> my favourite princess. She is. She's my favourite princess. I'm sure if the Beastie Boys were here, they would defend her to the hilt. Would they? They would fight for her right <laughs> to <laughs> party. Well, at least to organise a party. That's what she should have called the book, Frank. Much better. Oh, I like the fact yeah. that she's called the book Celebrate. Do you? For, for people that think that, you know, the royal family have included a commoner, the fact that she's called her book Celebrate, <laughs> and I believe her brother's got a book coming out called Party! <laughs> and the dad has got one called Kaching, and the, the mum going, Woohoo! I think it's great. It's they're, they're cashing in on it just enough yeah. for them to be like normal people but not too much to annoy me it's just right they've got the balance exactly I right think, i love it i think you know she was that's what she does is yeah the party thinks that's all right for the right I'm, yeah but she might not have got that opportunity and, and i she not 400 yeah. grand and can i say that i right, i celebrate i yeah. celebrate the fact that the book is not called something like top bottom and oh, to yeah, get yeah. the perfect derriere with Pippa Middleton. She must have had ten million offers to write the perfect bottom book. Yeah, well, but I she think, wouldn't be allowed. I think her Pilates instructor did a DVD. Well, I don't think the Royals would like it. It probably. could be called the Seaster with the Keister. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? They wouldn't let. They can't. They got no control over her. Yeah, but then the money's going to dry up, isn't it? She doesn't what get do money think? from that. Oh wow! She does from the association. Okay, mm. then the Wimbledon tickets will dry up. Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, all I'll say, I think... I know Carl Lagerfeld is no fan. He said, famously, he said she struggles. Of Pip Middleton? Yeah. He, he said she struggles? Yes. Yeah, I'd really trust his judgment. But, no, I was going to say, I thought she scrubbed up very well. Yeah. The launch part, four outfits, lovely. Four outfits. The hair was a bit sport Victorian child, but I thought the outfits were great. I love the fact that she wore four outfits. Mm. People on the Daily Mail commenting about her wearing four outfits. I like that. It makes me identify with her. Mm. Well, I've got I, children. I quite often wear four outfits as, a day. As, as a Three of them have been soiled, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, as a former rear of the year, I know what it's like to be... <laughs> How to be, did that ha- even happen? To be reduced to just a bomb on legs. I know what that's like. <laughs> And um, who who was the lady when you won it? Must have been Carol Alderman. Smiley. Wasn't Carol, it? Carol Smiley. How do I know that? How do you know that? How do I know that? It's yeah. it's been mentioned and I found I found I became a bit of a a, a sex object for some people. Would prod. <laughs> oh, people would God. prod. People would just prod without bottom. even asking. They would people prod. would prod. They would. They'd come and have they a bit really? of a 
They would, yeah, and I think that's rude. I did, and pe- I did people walking away saying that, you know, there isn't a bit of giving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like people, when you see people buying cantaloupe, it was like that. <laughs> so I, I, I'm with me and people, we are, I, I understand her pain. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Who Email We have received emails from some of our listeners. Par example. We have, uh, dear Frank, Alan and Emily, I hope you've had a lovely week and are looking forward to your extra hour tomorrow. Brackets, assuming you're reading this on Saturday. Clocks go back tonight, everybody. Yes. My Sherlock um, analysis skills tells me this person doesn't have young children. Maybe. <laughs> I was uh, just pedestrian racing uh, while listening to last week's show. I heard Frank talking about Healy's. Largely due to finding a pair in LA in my size and having wondered if they actually worked, I bought a pair. They've given me a lot of pleasure and have really aided my racing. <laughs> they also led to me making a lot more friends, getting a tip in Euros in an Italian village and even speeding up my commute. I was going to do a night move now and say if ever Frank wants a go on them, I would be happy <gasps> to let him. But I'm sure he's too busy. Have a lovely week. Simon Long, time listener, first time corresponding. I think his name's Simon Long. Oh, See what he's done. Long, Another long time listener. Yeah, good. Frank, that's the first night's nice move for you. Congratulations. <clears throat> that's nice, I, isn't I, it? I, and who's to say I will never get? I, I was talking about these last week. Heelys are those. Uh, they're like kids have them usually. Mm. Their shoes with like little wheels on, so you can go sliding. I was talking about that. I slid everywhere as a mm-hmm. child, like some, saying, <laughs> like some sort of reptile. He's saying, I'm sure you're too busy, but what kind of? adult would that make you the kind of adult that's too busy to have a go in some healy trainers also i'm sure the healies are going to save me time exactly <laughs> shave a couple of minutes off the week yeah I, i'm quite keen and i could while i was on them i could sing um uh, the opening song from elvis Presley's film roustabout wheels on my heels <laughs> Excellent. oh a great movie oh Frank. man it couldn't couldn't be any better than that could it mm. i'd like some of those with lights on you know the ones that you see with oh uh, yeah I don't oh, know yeah. if they do those for adults. Bit Knight Rider. Uh, you are. But, um, <laughs> don't say. I had a, well, I'll tell you after. I had the strangest pair of trainers anyone's ever had in the history of trainers. Eh. Uh, yes, these trainers, I was sent them, and they got like these really hard plastic bits on the bottom with like their concave. And they said that the idea of them is that if you're out in a sort of a built-up area, you can use them for sliding down metal handrails. No. Well, can you imagine it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Metal handrails. <laughs> like I a, don't want you doing that. You'll like have one of your falls. Like somebody <laughs> like on a Tony Hawk's video game. Yeah, like, like you those people Frank who... doing that? You know awful. those people who, what they call it, jump the city or whatever? Do you oh, know yeah. those people who jump the city? Oh, the, um... Oh, parkour. Take... Yes, that's exactly it. Parkette. <laughs> Not <laughs> Parkette. Not no. Birmingham front room. No, um... Anyway, I've never dared try them. No. But, uh, I'd like to know if anyone else has, uh, owns any of those or, or really knows, because I'm, I'm very unclear if, that anyone would ever use them. Perhaps bring them in next week and we'll have a go on the absolute banisters. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, they... No, I'm not kidding. The absolute banisters are our legal team, we should just say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're very good. Um, you should see them run. Sub four minutes every time. <laughs> By the way, I noticed that I said earlier, when I was talking about people prodding my bottom like they would if they were buying a cantaloupe, I said mm. like they were buying cantaloupe. 
Uh, and I sort of associate... Oh, I see. I, I assumed that the plural of cantal- cantaloupe was cantaloupe. The way it is with antelope, mm. because it's a bit like antelope. Uh-huh. And it's a very dangerous assumption. I'm, I'm edgy <laughs> about it. Yeah, don't start assuming things are like antelope. I you are. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want um, to... Don't return to the cl- old cantaloupe. You know, you can't use that. Oh, well, it sounds a bit like antelope. That, that, that won't stand up, will it, in a, in a, in a court of law? This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan the Cockerel Cochran and <laughs> Emily Dean. And um, you can text us on 812.15 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Mm. Now, are we, uh, are we technically still in the email corner? Well, area we are. We, yeah, show? I think we are. If, if we're to look at the floor space, where are we standing? Um, mm. I have an email. Dear Frank, Alan, and Emily. It's come to my attention that there's another show currently on TV with a title that clearly be- came before the content of the show was decided. I, sh- I should say that we have, we have spoken about um, shows that were made just because they had a catchy title, as far as we could see. Indeed. Mm. And uh, and this one is called Jews at 10. It's on Channel 4 on Tuesday nights at, you guessed it, 10pm. The content of the show is described on does the radio start, time. Does it start with a picture of, um, instead of Big Ben, Big Ben Gurian? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it myself. I think that's I the actually- First um, David Ben-Gurion joke we've had, uh, <laughs> certainly this morning. Perhaps the last. But possibly ever. <laughs> he continues, the content of the show is described on the Radio Times website as jokes, stories and fables of Jewish life told mm. by well-loved Jewish celebrities and figures from the community. I think this can safely be slipped into the same category as shows such as Aid in Britain Aid and in Desperate Scouse Wives. Yes. Whilst I'm on, I'd like to say how lovely I think Emily is. However, I'm spoken for, so if she's ever in the South Warwickshire area, she's to contact me and I'll put her in touch with my mate Carl, who'd be only pleased, who'd be only too pleased to take her out for faggots and peas and a pint of ale at the local hostelry. Lovely. Oh. Well, I think I'd be up for that as well. Well, okay, you go then. <laughs> um, Who's that I from? Actually... That's from Tom in Ulster. Can Is I say it? Ul- Ulster. I actually... Ulster. Is it? Ulster. No, he's not from Ulster. No, he is. He's from Warwickshire. <laughs> you do Ulster. say Ulster, though. That's the Ulster. Ulster says yes, not instead of no. Ulster. I've always thought that Ian Paisley might have had much more success politically if he'd have said, Ulster says no, thank you. <laughs> People would have thought he's all right. Yes. Um, I, I have an idea for a show, by the way. Go on. Well, I don't, are we the right people to tell? What about your agent, one, manager? What, one based on a name. Because I've often thought I would like a news programme that instead of looking at the day's news, looks at the next day's news. Because you often know what's going to happen. Oh. Certain things, speeches are being made and stuff. Mm. And sort of looking forward. Right. So that when you're watching the news unfold, you've got a bit of background. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. And I thought it could be called Manyanarama. Oh, like Panorama slash Manana. Yeah, I like it. Okay, well, um, we'll we'll get that off to the uh, let's BBC. It. Can I've I? Been, just... I've been phoning the BBC about it. It's been, they've been engaged all week. <laughs> it's, uh, you think they've got something on? They've got something on going on there. I don't know what it is. This other stuff's happening. Frank, um, can I just say at this juncture, I do actually like Jews at Ten. The show. I haven't seen it. It's good. And um, our close personal friend, Steve Dill, like is in it. I like Jews at 10, but when they get older. <laughs> I, it's one of my favourite programmes. <laughs> but that won't surprise you, because as you well know, Frank, everyone does tend to assume I'm Jewish. Can we be honest about this? Well, I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Mm. I thought for many years that you were Jewish. 
I know. When I first met you. I, I know. It was that yeah. little hat, that little hat. <laughs> and also, I thought you were very overprotective about your airspace. <laughs> <laughs> but people always assume that I am Jewish. Yeah, but that's a good thing, isn't I it? I love it. I kind of pretend that I am, because I love it. And it's because you're kind of sharp and spiky and bright, the way um, Jewish and because women Because I say, oi, oi, oi. You do say that a bit. But, but your manager actually said to me once, who is Jewish, she said, there's been a terrible mistake of some sort. <laughs> a terrible mistake of some sort. He said, they've got that wrong. Well, my family they've got, that, got that, wrong. that wrong. It's not like a percentage of the gross. They've got that wrong. <laughs> said that uh, well i think yeah. he means it was a switch up yes <laughs> i think it's good i think it's probably because you have jewish friends you've been influenced by it, i think it's a good mix well oh. i know when we were growing up everyone thought my family were and my mum was having problems with me and a friend said i don't know christine go and talk to the rabbi and she she paused and she went okay so i blame her <laughs> <laughs> and then all we had to pretend yeah oh, okay anyway <laughs> i had a bit of an incident this week oh dear. because obviously much like yourself there's someone I work with, he's made the assumption, we mm. call it the assumption. He's booked a restaurant, and this is a sort of big work lunch, and obviously in an, in an effort to treat me, he says, I've booked a restaurant, we're going to Mishkin's. You've obviously been there before, I don't need to ask, because this is a big Jewish restaurant. Right. I went, yes, obviously, because I didn't want to disappoint him. No. <laughs> he said, well, I think you'll know what to order, no problem, see, you can talk us through the menu. Oh. I don't know what to order, because I'm not Jewish. Smoked salmon and cream cheese bagel. Thanks for the tip, I'll remember every, that. Every How time. route one could you get? So we go to Mishkin's. I'm feeling nervous. Yeah. Because I'm not really Jewish and everyone who works there is and I think they can smell they can smell what I'm not. Okay. So we sit down, we get the menu out, he starts talking. He's he's doing this again. You'll know what to order, talk us through the menu. I thought oh, I've got no. to break cover, Frank. I've got to out myself as a Gentile. <laughs> I did it quite well. I said I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I did it like that. Oh, route one. <laughs> Look, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I'm not Jewish, and that's it. Sounds <laughs> quite aggressive. Yeah, oh dear. That, now, that, now that sounds like you didn't want to be Jewish. And I did. Yeah. He was. He's a Swede himself. Oh, okay. Um. Well, he was food themed. Well, this is what I like. <laughs> Why couldn't you have gone to a root vegetable restaurant? <laughs> Do you know he See said Graham Taylor in the corner, very good eating. Okay. He said it was all right, but it wasn't. And do you know what? I could see him reevaluating me. He went, oh, right, no problem, no. Oh, okay. gone off, you know, oh. you don't so, have that sort of exotic specialness, do you? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, well, people always think I'm Graham Norton, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't come, you can imagine the kind of clubs they take me to. <laughs> As a treat. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank. You know, we were talking about me pretending to be Jewish, mm. or people assuming I was. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, a text in about one of my Jewish best friends, This is, and one of yours. This is from 546. Hi, FAE. I saw David Badil in conversation with David Mitchell at a bookshop event this week. Oh. I now have a man crush on David Badil. What a handsome man. I oh, will love that. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? Isn't that nice? Who's that from? Is there a That's name? from 546. OK, I, yes, I can see it now. Mm. Now you put it like that. <laughs> I saw David Baddiel uh, doing stand-up this week. Oh, did you? Yeah. I have to say, it was absolutely tremendous. Oh. And I'm not, I'm not just saying right. that because um, my life will be a misery if I said anything else. <laughs> no, it was. In fact, it, it made me think, why don't I go and do stand-up again? Because it's a joyous thing when it's done properly. Mm. Uh, 
So, I, you know, I think it's something else. I think people uh, assume of, of me mm-hmm. uh, that I'm deaf. Do they? Yeah, I get a lot of people come up to me and go, <laughs> Frankie! <laughs> From about three feet away? Right. Well, I think that Which, has had an, an impact because sometimes you do not hear some things that people have said to you in this studio. When no, we're I, I, talking has, through the song. Perhaps they've deafened you in an ironic way. It, it, I think they have, and it's uh, or sometimes from vans. I get oh, it, yeah, yeah. or just just the blast of the uh, what I like to call the drive-by tooting. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and the other day there was a, a van. It wasn't actually a white van, but it was a van and mm. uh, uh, a fellow. Um, Jolly rotund sort of a fellow put his head out the window and went, Legend! <laughs> and I thought, well, that's nice. And then I looked round and King Arthur was standing just Oh, there. no. I made such a fool of myself. Oh, what a shame. He just smiled, you know. No, he knew I'd made a... You know. <laughs> Frank, can I just say, I kind of assumed Alan was Scandi. I thought there was Scandi blood. I was Gandhi Navian. I thought thought you said Mm. Gandhi. No, not Gandhi. Sorry, I'm a bit deaf. Oh my god! I thought he was Gandhi when I first met him. (laughs) I thought he was put a bit of weight on. (laughs) I thought he was Swedish. Looks all the better for it. I thought you were a Swede or a Dane. Well, you know, I did play Trules Hartman in The Killing. <laughs> um, I didn't. But then uh, I found people, out you were from West Yorkshire. We know what you played. You played, was it Sid the Asthmatic? <laughs> Jason, Jason the Asthmatic. The Asthmatic. Jason the Asthmatic. And always I, in everything. I did go through a phase about five, six years ago where everybody assumed that I had played the uh, teenage son in my family because I look a bit like that Chris oh, Marshall yeah. character that, that was yeah. in the BT oh, internet no, he, he advert. Yeah, well. I bet you took advantage well. of that misunderstanding, well. am I right? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, uh, oh, can I, I just to... establish something, Frank? Mm-hmm. To save on future misunderstandings. You can as long as it's was... not a major national bank. No. Because <laughs> that'll take ages. <laughs> was Jason the Asthmatic a recurring role? No, he's or a was one-off. Really? How many lines? Um, I can't remember. Okay. I did a lot of panting, though. Oh, oh yeah, be a big panting. Right? <laughs> Here's did, you, did you do any... Like uh, was there any inhaler work? No, no. There really? was a bit of... Um, the old... Uh, oh, you did you know, get that? Got a bit of that. Here's a thing the that what? people... Sorry. You know when they do the... Bringing someone back to life thing? <laughs> oh, the uh, defibrillators. Oh, no, it was the... Uh, Paddles. Yeah. Paddles. Paddles. There was mm. a gas mask. There was all sorts going on. It was a complicated scene. Wow. Anyway, um... <laughs> Here's a thing that people genuinely often assume about me is that uh, I am going to be terrible at things. If uh, if I go and do something, mm. people just assume that I'm going to be rubbish at it. Really? I don't mean just stand up. I mean no, like other stuff. Shaving. I, like years ago. <laughs> years you won't ago. Get that I on did, right. um, <laughs> exactly, keep it visual. Sorry. <laughs> I did, uh, you know, the the sort of motorbike test where you learn how to ride a scooter. Only the compulsory. Like a proficiency oh, test. Yeah. They ought to call the, that a scooter. The test. basic one. <laughs> I did just that. Confused people. And uh, there was a couple of teenage lads in that had obviously got into motorbikes. It's a, it's like the entry level thing that you do. Oh yeah. Halfway through the day's course, I've done the figure of eight round the cones. Oh, and oh yeah. the, um, bless your heart, bit humiliating. And the instructor just came up and said to me. I'm going to be honest, I just assumed in the classroom that you were going to be rubbish at this. You just told me! And I, went, I wonder why that would I went, be. What? It's just a thing. If we all now... I told you not to take that Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
know, I, see, to me, you look like a sort of big, strong, competent type of a character. No, people assume, If we all did anything, if we went hang gliding together, the hang gliding instructor would assume that I would be the worst of the I three of us. I don't think that's true, do you? I, honestly. What? Well, I'm here for a start. <laughs> they well, would. me think, well, that old geezer's going to go off on a hang glide. If we thing. went, he'd be <laughs> thinking, that old geezer and that Jewish girl are going to be better than that lanky oh, guy. No, they imagine, would. imagine me they coming would. out of the sky <laughs> at you. <laughs> It's a bit like when they opened the Ark in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark and those horrible skeleton faced demons are encircling the room. Oh, bear thinking about Absolute, Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. If I was to say the words Amazon and Ape Man, it wouldn't be that I, I was buying I, a book. No, I never ordered that. It was uh, a story this week, The Ape Man of the Amazon. I saw that. A 75-year-old picture of um, of this ape man um, from the 1930s. And uh, it's an incredible-looking chap. Um, if, you, if you haven't seen it, to the listenership, um, let's just say if they made a film of his life, uh, Leslie Ash would be making a return to the acting <laughs> oh. community. <laughs> Very unkind. I don't think that's unkind. I think she'd be a sh- should be a shoo-in. Yeah. Surely, yeah, really weird. Um, he has got very big lips. He's an eight man, though. He says in the that. paper, his mm. giant lips and furrowed brow and awkward monkey-like gait appear to be Simeon. And Dutch magazine Het Leven, which published them in 1937, certainly seemed convinced. But um, he looks like he's had straight off three mm. tubes of salt and vinegar Pringles, <laughs> <laughs> leaving his lips salty and swollen. <laughs> I stinging. about your Pringles yeah. problem. Stinging. He's That's got what it looks like. a lovely head of almost Kennedy family hair, though. Yeah, it's got, like a got... mix between Kennedy and a mop top from the Beatles, isn't it? Can I say something controversial? Go I yeah. think he's quite hot. I, actually, I, can, I know <laughs> what, that's The 1930s hype, man? Yeah! No, he's not Vince Cable levels, but... No. <laughs> I, he's a little bit shouldn't but would. Is that weird? I think that's true of all eight oh. men that's been discovered. <laughs> shouldn't but would. I always thought that of... There's um, something about him. He's very testosterone Yeah, well, so's Bigfoot, of course. Well, this is true. He's very masculine. I like the anger on his face. It Whereas attracts me. Smallfoot, I don't know if you remember that one, I thought was a, quite effeminate. Yeah, not seeing Smallfoot, yeah. but small I foot, believe oh, it. Smallfoot, uh, he looks a very jolly kind of a chap. Proudfoot? We're going to do all the feet. <laughs> no, let's not do all the feet. They're suggesting, though, of course, that it's a hoax, aren't they? A, they an are. An elaborate 30s hoax. Based, it seems, largely on the fact that he's uh, quite clean-shaven for someone that's just come out of the woods. They seem to think that yeah. he would have had a bit of beard or grizzle. Well, I, I'm, I'm afraid... I know this is uh, becoming something that people do a lot, but I did. I couldn't resist looking at the Daily Mail comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet they delivered. Well, a lot of people got really angry about the idea that we descended from the apes, which says something <laughs> about Daily Mail. We, we descended from what? <laughs> One bloke. What about this for a very specific gripe? Mm. Oh, this is Tommy from Durham who says it, well, some reporters might have descended from the apes, but I certainly didn't. <laughs> and, um, and and neither did the good folk of County Durham, Northumberland and Cumbria. Very just, specific. Just those three areas. Obviously, he's done research, and that's as far as he could get on it. Very on specific pass. creationist anger. <laughs> my, perhaps my favourite one. Bear in mind, this is a picture of an ape man, which is, a, I mean, it not when you first see it, you think, oh, my God. I mean, it's shocking. Yeah. Like, it's the missing link. It's a remarkable photo. And he's standing, this bloke and this woman are sort of holding him. Mm. And you look at it, and even if it's... When you first see it, it is quite a, mm. a shocking picture. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, this bloke, who is called uh, let me get this, Ghost from Hereford, said, oh, I don't know, but the woman with him's got an incredible body. <laughs> that is true. Though. I love a bit of, um, yeah, cadaver lost. Like, it's a woman <laughs> from 1937. That is, is, but what, it sort of reassured me that, that mankind will always continue, because even if yeah. you're threatened by the missing link, you'll still notice that blonde on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my... Uh, my gun experienced in in Milan. <laughs> Charlton Heston. Oh. oh, I think I've heard you talk about that yeah, before. Well. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, can I just say we were in here watching telly, and who should come on the screen but you? And I got really excited. I get excited if I come on the screen in a <laughs> shop with uh, CCTV. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the novelty's never worn off. Can I say, I don't want this to get creepy here, but you look very handsome. Oh, thank you very much. Best looking in that room. I'm I am. You know the, the makeup and all that they put on you? No, know. you look lovely. But best looking in a room full of comics is rarely <laughs> that big a compliment, yeah. is it? No, it was, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the 30s ape man would be best looking <laughs> in a room full of comics. <laughs> See, not anymore. When I started, comics were quite ugly in the main. Um... But now there's a lot of um, those young boys with the chrysanthemum haircut and the tight mm-hmm. jeans. Oh, they don't eat either. No, um, they don't eat. Same with they lions. On, you know what? Well, they live on laughter. <laughs> Same That's with lions, isn't it? Lions. lions, they're quite ugly in the main. That's main. absolutely tremendous. <laughs> a bit laboured. Oh, I've only on. just got Let's it. Let's move on. We'll move on. Um, but <laughs> if you're a fan of puns, I am. you'll enjoy this. Oh. Which is an email we've just received. Um, hello, everyone. I know. How I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> is it Halo? I think you'll find this is from Joe in the basement. Oh, okay. Oh. Who are you familiar with his work? Yeah. Um, He's the bloke that you always say, "Are you sure you're not from Birmingham?" Because you look like you oh, are, and he says, "No, I'm not." Okay. Yeah, he's definitely from Birmingham. <laughs> he's not. Frank. He's got the, I, I know that look. <laughs> I do. Of course, I know it. I know how much you all like a pun, and I came up with one that I'm very proud of and wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I had to let me do the pun. Let I'm, me give I'm it some proper service. I'm so anxious. I had to kick the new Bond villain out of my pub the other night. Have you a bar, Dem? No, he can come back when he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why, it's, it's good. I like it. I'm worried it's been written before and recycled every time a new film of his is out. But I'm claiming no, ownership for now. No, I don't think you should worry about the avalanche <laughs> of have you a bar, Dem puns knocking around. No, I That's don't. good. That is good. I'm, oh yeah. I like on that. the on the subject, we don't get many of, uh, texts from the basement. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, on the subject of punnery, uh, we we had an email. Um, we should perhaps explain that when people send in an email about something else and then right at the end they propose a, a date with Emily, which they do a lot. They do seem to be doing more and more. It Freaks. would appear. Um, we we you call it a night move. Well, a knight's yeah. move, as in like the chess book, or the knight suddenly... It moves in a way you don't expect, yes. is the old idea. It's a so sudden it's, sharp turn. Yeah, so it's going one way, and then, whoa, suddenly it's become amorous. So just for clarity, we're looking at knight's move. That's K-N-I-G-H-T apostrophe S. But, uh, but here we've had an email. Um, Dear Frank the Cockerel and Emily, I wondered if Emily enjoys the clocks going back, given that knight's move... <laughs> 
that is all. Very good, John Riley. Very John, John good. John C. Riley, lovely. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I, I like John it. John C. Riley. Very good. When word, do word. the clocks go back? What time do it's they? It's two a.m. on Saturday, isn't it? Or Sunday morning? I like the way they try and sneak it through. <laughs> <laughs> 2 a.m. No one will notice. They just get it. Out. It is. It's to stop your body t- clock being a bit one weird. Two o'clock in the afternoon, so we can enjoy it. I know. You're it right, Frank. It's it's biased in favour of the night creatures. It, it's it's ridiculous. People yeah. calling the night it's, creatures. It's, it's, it's trying to sneak it. I mean, what, but it'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? If you said right, it's two in the afternoon on Saturday, yes. and you moved it back, and then you could say to whoever well, you're in the living room, what what time is it? And they could say it's one o'clock again. Do you ever stay up for <laughs> the changeover? I do. It wouldn't be fun if you just put a chicken in the oven. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's two why they don't to do two. it. <laughs> you're just burnt to a sin. I'll sue the government. <laughs> It makes you wonder what else they're trying to get through at two and three o'clock in the morning. We'll probably find that between ten past four and twenty past four this morning, we were Holland. (laughs) I'm worried about it. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about the daylight saving before we uh, were rudely interrupted by some music. Mm. Yeah, just call us Panorama. And... um, Someone's texted in, it's no fun for night workers as extra hour is difficult. Well, that's funny because Daisy, the producer, had a theory and she said, oh, I know why the clocks go about what happens at two in the morning. It's because of nightclubs. Because they don't... She said with great authority. Yeah. So it's all as a result of nightclubs. I think the whole Greenwich Mean Time thing is based basically on, on, on the turning out of nightclubs. How good would that be, though, if you were in a nightclub thinking, I've got to go home in ten minutes, it's ten to two, and then suddenly they went, oh, it's, we didn't. We forgot it's daylight saving. Extra well, hour for the serious drinker, it would be a nightmare, <laughs> <laughs> or a blessing. It's surely. like when you find that there's ten more overs and you've used your best bowler up. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm one. By the time they stop serving, I want to be. I'm in basically an ambulance case. <laughs> I don't want to find I've got another hour. God, <laughs> you imagine it. Frank, uh, we've also. I'd like to return briefly to email corner. Let's do it. Um, hi, Frank, Emily, and Alan. My mum uses the phrase pig iron. Oh. Pig iron! To denote the doing of a thing in spite of another thing. For example, even though Richard Hammond knows Emily hates a boot cut jean, he continues to wear them for sheer pig iron. No sense to it, <laughs> but we are Irish and we say a lot of nonsensical stuff. Lauren Cork, 028. I think she's she's grasping for the word headedness, yeah. isn't she? Mm. It's pig headedness, not pig iron. Unless she plays a sort of iron based form of blankety blank. <laughs> yes. Which uh <laughs> which you replace. Does she say happy as a pig in iron? No. <laughs> I think we should adopt it. I like that though. I do, yeah. Also I like the idea of uh, the listenership telling us weird things their mum says. I think that's a fun I'm mm. I'm very happy for people to let's make that the texting for the last hour. What? What weird, weird stuff things does your that mom your parents. Well, let's say, well, let's just say, mom. Yeah. Or should we say parents? Let's say parents. Don't okay. be sexist. Yeah. <laughs> My mum used to say you shouldn't eat fruit before going to bed. It gives you a sore tummy. <laughs> <laughs> sore tummy is very parents. Ridiculous. <laughs> she's she's insane. Yeah. Oh, would my mum say that? Pigs will iron. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan the Cockerel Cochran. <laughs> you can text us on 8.12.15. Follow us on Twitter, at Frank on Absolute. 
Frank. Um, what? Ow, that's very loud. <laughs> you were um, talking earlier about stress. Oh, what's that? Not? I can't hear you now. I'm taking my headphones off. No, it was um, Frank. Someone had... Was, some, was it someone going... We were no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was someone talking about strange things that mums say. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. My mum calls the internet the dit, dit, dot because she thinks it must work by semaphore. That's from Doug in Reading. That's true. That's Morse code. Yes, that's what I would have thought. Semaphore's flags. Yeah, but I like it. I quite like the it. The dit, dit, dot. Mm. <laughs> um, we've also had a text in from your brother, Keith. <laughs> I'm going to call it that forever now. We've got to text oh, for our kids. Our our kids. Kids yeah. uh, my mate John says he knows as much as a pig knows about white shirts. <laughs> like if it, I'm assuming that means if he doesn't know about something, he mm. says, "Yeah, he'll say, oh, I know much about that as a as a pig knows about white shirts." <laughs> my mum sometimes good, like says, I'm, "I'm not as green as I'm cabbage looking." Oh yeah, that's, is that a, quite common? that's quite common. Just, I never know with my mum because she's Scottish and weird, so it's sometimes. Lou Ferrino used to say. <laughs> I knew him quite well. <laughs> My mum used to say, darling, we never ask for autographs in our family. That's what she said to no, me. We never, never That's said a good that. rule, though. Yeah. My mum had Noel Gordon's uh, <laughs> autograph on the mirror Did in she? our lounge for 20 years. Really? Oh. Signed photos for Noel Gordon. It's... I remember they had a, a, there's a Birmingham website, I think, called This Is Birmingham, and they said, what famous Birmingham celebrities have you spotted around the town? And a guy... Um, emailed in and said, I saw Noel Gordon um, from Crossroads fame. Yeah. Well, I say I saw her. I couldn't actually see her because she was in a coffin. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. God. The worst celebrity spotting. Mm. Frank, um, did you see Oprah oh. this week? Oh, Oprah in the slippers? Yes. Yeah, Oprah Winfrey Not was, Oprah. was out on the town. Grand old Oprah, as I call her. Oh, yeah. good. Mm. She's a complete mystery to me, actually, Oprah, but anyway. Is she? Yeah, because... I would have just assumed that you'd worked with her. No, I've never worked with Oprah, but she's <laughs> very... with them all. Very, very, very famous and successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, one of the biggest stars ever mm-hmm. in the history of television. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Oh, dear, I didn't think it was going to be this controversial. <laughs> no, I don't... She's perfectly talented and does a good job and all that, but why, why say, why her and not... Trisha. Trish, yeah, Trisha. Really? Yeah, yeah. or um, Robert Kilroy Silk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a name from the past. Yeah, but, oh, what, but why? what's special about Oprah? I don't get it. She's she's every woman. Yeah. Mm. You know what, in terms of No, I'm of just the, quoting um, Shaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, wasn't okay. saying Oprah was every woman. Okay, no. I mean, I think it was all there for the taking for Robert Kilroy Silk until he started campaigning on behalf of UKIP, didn't he, at one point? And I think yeah, well, might I, I must it. say that uh, Oprah has sidestepped that particular... Yeah, <laughs> she really hasn't <laughs> done bit that for. much for UKIP. No. She was wearing... But you slip. She's big on. You slip, <laughs> yeah, because she had the slippers on. <laughs> yes, in public. Well, they were green, fluffy. It was the nature of said slippers. They were kind of frog comedy slippers, weren't they? Yeah. I think they're the sort of thing best worn under 25, love. Do you? Yes. I think once you hit 30, it's a little bit When you say under 25, Mm. do you mean in age? Because with Oprah, that could mean stones, couldn't it? Oh, my God. No, she goes up and down. She's well known for it. She's well known. No, no, she's not. Um, (laughs) She goes up and down. I've never heard such gossip. People say that about Oprah. (laughs) Well... I, I used to have a, a, a massive pair of uh, Zebedee slippers, which I wore all the time. 
I Did mean, you? they were like a foot long, or literally mm. and metaphorically, and had like the big zebedee head and everything on. They were f- fabulous. Really? I, I, I got nothing against the ornamental. I'm thinking I might um, have another crack at uh, Crocs. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> They've become so unfashionable now, I think um, that, that might be right for me. Yeah, you can wear that with your cloak, girl. Frank. That'd look nice. Oh, Crocs and a cloak would be an, an amazing combo. <laughs> I just think skin. when you step out of your house, you never know who you're going to run into. Mm. Always maintain standards. I always do. Yeah, oh. but uh, are Crocs a bad thing? I'm not talking about wearing them naked. I'm on about with a few, a few gibbets. <laughs> no, but I'm on about adding a few gibbets. What gibbets? You know the gibbets they put on, aren't those badges? Oh, God. Yeah. Are they called gibbets? That's what they're called, gibbets. Are they? Yeah. I can't get out of my head the image of you naked wearing a pair of <laughs> Oh, that was a... That was a I'm not going to do that. But me, say, and a couple of um, Hello Kitty gibbets on the side. <laughs> Yeah. Would you wear those England supporter cropped cargo pants with them, though? No. Never. OK. Don't ever ask me that again. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. The thing I like about the Oprah going to the uh, shops in her slippers is that apparently she's worth billions of dollars, like literally, bil- not millions, billions, mm. and she's still got the common touch because I don't wear slippers in the house, but sometimes if I'm going to the corner shop, I'll put on some flip-flops. You'll put, you'll put them on to go out. I'll put flip-flops on to go to the shop. and I occasionally Billions do of dollars that. but still can't padlock the fridge. She- <laughs> <laughs> See, and I was... Castigated for I'm allowed, we're, a, we're an oppressed people, oh, okay. ladies. That happened to me. When I first started to do well in uh, in comedy and started to make a few bob, mm-hmm. I realised why posh people go to posh restaurants, ridiculously why? expensive restaurants. Well, because I carried on going to the same places I used to go to, mm. but obviously I had more money. So mm-hmm. I'd go into KFC and spend four <laughs> times more than I used to. And within six months, I put on about four stone. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to have to go somewhere more expensive where I can afford smaller amounts of food. So mm. that's what happens. Oh, I see. Poor Oprah. Mm. I d- see, I can forgive someone with a, with a garish um, shoe because I think the shoes, the feet, you know, they're mm. far enough from the brain mm-hmm. that they've got a bit of their own sort of independence. And like a separate commonwealth or something yeah that, exactly it's like, it's like if i'm france and they're monaco <laughs> do you dress down intentionally for let's call it a corner shop run um would you put i wouldn't dress down intentionally would you keep a tracksuit on it depends i mean a man dress my, up for my a corner shop if i'm out a man of my age in a tracksuit <laughs> someone <laughs> is going to stop me and say do you know where you are <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be. I, I've had ambulances screech to a halt. <laughs> so now I do make a bit of an effort on that front, um, and I'll never wear a, a baseball cap because I'm not American. No. Good rule. Yeah. <laughs> I think I feel very strictly about that. Nor are you an inventor of Microsoft. Um, oh, he pops one. Well, you yeah. say that. We'll see what the court case. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'd love it if it turned out you were. (laughs) If I was suing Bill Gates. (laughs) Strange story from Birmingham. Um, Frank, strange sayings. Jenny says, when I was a child and attempting to whistle, my nana used to say to me, a whistling woman and a crowing hen are neither fit for God nor men. I'm not sure what it meant, really, although I'm sure it was mean-spirited. No, I've heard that before. It means that um, if a woman whistles or... uh, 
a hen crows like a cockerel should crow. It's, mm-hmm. it's like women doing what is traditionally a male sound effect. Yeah. It suggests some flaw in their personality, I think, is what it means. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. I like to hear a woman whistle. Uh, we've had a Before couple. and after. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? I, I don't like what that implied. What? <laughs> I wonder about... I used to... I don't know if you know, I worked on One Man and His Dog for many years. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. And uh, I met a lot of very lovely female shepherds. They're nice. <whistles> come here, come here. Come by, Glenn. Come by. Good bitch. Good bitch. <laughs> come Good here, bitch. come here. You laugh, but there'll be dogs all over Britain going absolutely crazy near a radio. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'm taking us back into email corner. Do you need the jingle? No. Good. I don't need it. So we'll give you another jingle, just because uh, we've I got I feel jingles. it about my being. Yeah, you'll like you'll like this one. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, I thought you were going to do the other one. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's a long one, this one, isn't it? Isn't it? You can start. Okay. Dear Frank, Alan, I'm sick and Emily. Of this now. I'm really sick of this now. I had What's a going on with this one? reaction. Is it an email or a bed? I've used a radio term there. Bed. Oh, God. You're Let's playing just a get bed. Down this is the most chaotic beginning to the email. I'm sorry, I just clicked a jingle and it, it took over the world. Turns out it's a bed. Dear Frank, Alan and Emily, <laughs> I had an interesting reaction to your discussion of 70s aftershave. Oh, yeah. This was last week. First, the pleasure of Frank's Demis Roussos impression, which reminded me of my mate's rhyming slang. We will <laughs> In the 70s, they used to call convertible cars a demis, as in roof off. Blimey, that's a... That's good. That's a stretch, but I like... It's not a stretch, obviously. (laughs) I don't know what they called them. However... It's good, though. I like it. This was followed by the dark stain of shame as you moved on to the subject of aftershave. Mm. It reminded me of my brief career as a 13-year-old thief. At that age, I became obsessed with men's toiletries, believing it to attract girls and turned to crime to feed my obsession. I like sex exciting, isn't it? The great smell of Brute and Brute 33, Blue Stratos, Denim, Aramis, with the sole exception of High Karate, which was too disgusting even for my 13-year-old sensibilities. I find that weird. I love High Karate. Yes, we know. <laughs> I used a converted Macintosh coat with special pockets for my nicking sprees and hid my stash in an old suitcase under my bed. Thank God he wasn't pursued by sniffer dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a lovely day out for them, wouldn't it? I had a special love of Brute 33 hairspray to keep in place my feathered mullet, which sounds like an ancient avian piscine hybrid, but was in fact a haircut. And eventually my scent-based kleptomania was revealed when I was caught, thankfully, after about a month by my mother, finding the case, and my crime spree ended for good. I'm so ashamed of my toiletry thieving that I never committed a crime again. Mm. I became a reformed, if slightly less fragrant, character. Keep up the good work, Matt. Well, that's it. I, I hope Matt feels a lot better for getting that off his armpits, mm-hmm. as it were. <laughs> <laughs> Fabergé, um, of course. 
I thought you were saying that like fabulous. It is that like a Fabergé. It sounds like a really good review of a, of a Tintin book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great. It's good that. No, I, I'm, I like to hear of someone going straight after after a difficult youth. It's yeah. Fabergé. Mm. It's learning, isn't it? It's good learning. I went straight after a difficult youth. Yes. Yeah. I oh, said, get God. out. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. I said. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, I I like the fact that he used a converted Macintosh coat, giving him a sort of a evil Inspector Gadgets kind of air about him. Yeah. Go go gadget on. Little secret squirrel. Get me that Brute 33. Do you remember Sacred Squirrel? No, I don't remember. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. He was very uh, private. Oh, what? Very private individual. <laughs> <laughs> did he leave the show to spend more time with his family? Um, I, I think he did, yeah. yeah. I think he did. Hmm. What else? Oh, I presume uh, it's something that Alan's going to do, because there's a, one of those long pauses when nothing happens. I don't think that's fair. Is it? Oh, maybe. Yes. Um, dear Frank, Alan and Emily, I'll do it. This is when Kat says to me, were you really upset with uh, the cockerel when <laughs> oh. I get home? <laughs> were you? And I say, no, I wasn't. As a podcast listener, I am currently... It's just like to... a little it's a little, a little, pull on the chain, that's all it is. <laughs> See, oh, like right. yeah, I don't know if you've ever done any Arctic dog work. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> you let one run random and you're all over the show. Yeah. As a podcast listener, I am currently up to September 2010, so just very much enjoyed... <laughs> This is the joy of the podcast. Oh my isn't god! It? I, very much I'm enjoyed. Still wearing jeggings, Frank. Were you? Yes. Very it's much enjoyed. Me too. I'm still working my way through a box set of the uh, lottery shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find they've aged that well. They're on Dave, if you're interested. Very much enjoyed tales of Kate Winslet's sorbet relationship with Lewis Dowler. To see if Emily's theory checked out, I googled and see they only split this summer. Not sure this constitutes a sorbet relationship, but discovering her new beau is called Ned Rock and Roll brightened my day considerably. Mm. Right, back to the podcast. Already looking forward to 2011. Hello, Alan, by the way. I'm sure you'll be great on the show. Matt. Oh, of course you haven't arrived oh. yet. I've not arrived. In September 2010, I was, uh, I was an untapped who? talent. I was, you know, people, the phone. People you were weren't really quite meat. as much. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I was a bit more like John Travolta before um, Pulp Fiction. Can I just say, Frank, <laughs> just FYI, that wasn't a sorbet relationship. That was what I would call not finishing the soup before the mains arrived. Uh, that okay. was that relationship. Oh, really? Ned Rock and Roll. What was your sorbet, then? He's quite brave bloke to call himself Ned Rock and Roll. Do you think he's called himself it? I thought you got your surname. No, I think he's chosen that one. Oh, really? Yeah. If oh, I went for so Frank naive. comedy, wouldn't you think I was pushing my luck <laughs> yeah. just a well, little bit? I thought, hello, Mr Radio might be, but no. Right, it worked for Carol Smiley. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I have a story that I was uh, keen to discuss, which I think might be uh, a trifle amusing if you've got the right frame of mind towards it. I'm uh, loving this as an intro. Screaming intro. children, <laughs> screaming children like flee cinema <laughs> in terror after oh. bungling staff show paranormal activity instead oh, of Madagascar 3. Bungle from Play School. Yeah, yeah that's what he's done now. You know, like zamo has got a he's Rainbow, wasn't he? Terrible voice for broadcasting. Yeah. What? Who was? Bungle. Which one was he? Was he with either one? He was said... the bear. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no. <clears throat> yeah. It was the one that works on the meat counter that at Selfridges in Kingston. <laughs> oh, um... I think it's Jeffrey. Is it? Yeah. That, is oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'll just have three slices of ham. <laughs> oh no, terrible. 
If and there's listeners in Kingston now, they'll be making a beeline for there to check out this fact. Mm. I think it was Kingston. It was somewhere around there. Somewhere. Oh, okay. mm. Well, anyway, the, um, still there. So there was a bit of a mix-up, wasn't the there? Parents are claiming that their children were left scarred for life, mm. which makes me think compensation claim yes pending well I'm thinking it was Cine World they're probably thinking oh I wouldn't mind a few unlimited cards <laughs> yeah that's what they're thinking one of free the, popcorn um, I like one of the mothers who according to the Daily Mail said it's enough to make grown men jump so you can imagine the terror in these young faces <laughs> yeah. she What's so didn't what? say that a Daily Mail sub said that there, yeah. was, a, there was one mum that said the paranormal activity films are the scariest since The Exorcist <laughs> <laughs> and you think alright Mark Commode you're meant to be an upset mum not a film critic <laughs> i haven't seen these films but I, I when i read this story i thought that'd be all right wouldn't it because you'd be in the cinema and then it would go dark and you'd hear mm. and then, then it would say paranormal activity and you'd say oh no this isn't the right film off <laughs> we go but this woman says it opens with a blood-covered corpse Thro- going full pelt straight towards camera. <laughs> mm. And I thought, well, you, you know, it's an old theatrical saying, leave yourself somewhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to start a film like that, do you? It's true. You see, on today's show, I led them in root canal surgery. I led yeah. them in a nice, gentle, domestic yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're with us. They're up and ready for the masquerade paranormal activity, Farago. Exactly. Farago wasn't involved. No. That's Fargo. <laughs> but Frank, <coughs> this happened to me once. Did it? When I was a kid, <coughs> me and my sister were going to see Grease 2 and Hampstead, the Hampstead Classic, I believe it was. Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. It's um, not a great film. Well, no, I'll tell you what's also not a great film, John Carpenter's The Thing, oh. which we walked into screen two by mistake. <coughs> oh. We realised quite early on when we saw there was a, a double-headed corpse being autopsied. Oh. Okay. And then we thought, this is quite fun and quite exciting, because we would never have been, I think, I believe it was an 18. We stayed for a bit, and then we were worried we'd get found out, so we walked out. You weren't frightened? Oh, God, no. I've, I've been acting with Triffids since life. I was... Oh, God. I think kids are pretty good with scary stuff. I think it was just the outer context thing. You know, sometimes yeah. we come in We come in here on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and um, there's a toilet roll. Yeah. Now, I've got nothing against the toilet roll <laughs> in a toilet. <laughs> if I see a toilet roll in a normal room uh-huh. or, or a radio studio, I get a bit clammy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it makes me feel uneasy. I don't think it's any of this more, and I'm very glad to say. There's actually, like, what seems to be special poles for it to sit on. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really... I'm not happy with that. So I, I, I feel those that, that, what those children must have felt when they saw that. Mm. It was a great... Can I just say there's a great quote from the management of Nottingham City World who says, We are currently working with technicians to ensure this does not happen again. What's the nature of that work? <laughs> um, Paul... Don't do that again. <laughs> All right. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'd like to read an email out that we've received. This is addressed to Team Skinner. I like it. Sort of uh, Olympian throwback, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a long-time listener to your podcast, imagine my delight at seeing the cockerel getting on a tram in Manchester as I was getting off. 1943? Yeah, tram. It's got trams. It's got trams, Manchester. I was about to say hi to the big man when I noticed that he was looking around in a shifty way. 
Was I? This got me wondering if Alan, like myself, indulges in a bit of secret street theatre and sometimes pretends he's an undercover agent from a black and white detective film. I'd rather that than the alternative that he was doing an Osborne and bumming a ride without a ticket. Who does that, then? James. Um, Which Osborne was that? Oh, George uh, Osborne. Yeah, George Last Osborne. Last week was sat in first class and oh, apparently... Yeah. Uh, was on a standard ticket. Yeah. It was in the papers. Mm. It was a really big story last yeah, week. I remember it now. So, um, Cockerell. Well, I, I have once done that. The first time I got the tram, um, when it moved to my area of Manchester, um, but then I believe I talked about it on the podcast because I was sat on the tram without a ticket mm. and uh, there was a wedding... Uh, that were all getting married on the tram on the Metrolink, so they all got on with photographers and about 20 Metrolink staff and it's just scared me, it gave me the heebie-jeebies, so I've always bought a ticket since that day. I feel mm. like I should tell the learning curve. I think that's the second case of a criminal going straight that we've it had on is. the go <laughs> It is, isn't it? Except this one wasn't 13 when they had the <laughs> no, epiphany. True enough, true yeah. But as for uh, looking around in a shifty way, I mean I don't know who this chap is, but Perhaps he was staring at me and I just looked <laughs> away because I thought, why is that fella staring at me? You know, I don't expect to be recognised. I don't walk onto the tram thinking, oh, that guy's got Dave and insomnia. He's probably seen me on a panel game once or twice. I, don't, I just assume Maybe that the I'm, clocks were going back and he was watching. I just assume I'm incognito, <laughs> you know. Well, I... Uh, do you ever do that, though, pretend that you're... Uh in some sort of film or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I do, Constantly. I have a weird thing. I, uh, I've never told anyone this before, but when, oh, I'm, when I'm on the toilet... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, God. I pretend this is a regular... It's a proper big acting job, Did not a casual thought. this is regular? I always, uh, yeah, I, um, I always pretend that I'm being interviewed by... I've been <laughs> called in by a gangland boss. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's always a name. He'll say to me, um, do you know Dave Wells? And I'll always say, uh, no, I don't know him. I mean, I've met him a couple <laughs> of times. And he'll say, OK, he's disappeared with some money of mine or some other such thing that he's mm. done to this dangerous bloke. And then it comes up that, in fact, someone's seen me with him and he's actually staying at my house for a couple of days and I know him a lot better. Uh-huh. Than, uh, and it's the same scenario every time. <laughs> of me denying I know him and then the gangland boss gradually breaking me down. And then... Um, a flushing sound, and I'm out of there just before I get um, nailed to a garage floor. I, I, I can't explain it, and I'm not sure I should have voiced it openly, but there it is. Wiles away a bit of time, though, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm in there anyway. I must enjoy myself being uh, terrorised by hoodlums. Um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again uh, same time next week. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we love you all. Frank Skinner.